Hello, I need your help creating intros for this show. Make a 10 second clip with the word apostrophe or the apostrophe show. Say it while eating a cheeseburger at baseball game. Paint it with soup while riding a unicycle. Write it with rocks. Get your bird to say it. Doesn't matter, just be creative. Send me a link and your video might be the next intro. Ian, start the show. Shake my head like this, like I can hear the music, but I can't because the music is added in post. So I'm just doing this, just to make it sound cool, I guess. So here we go. So uh, I'm recording this on my laptop and I thought, you know what, Apple could do a few things to improve it. I have a great few ideas. Hopefully Apple will steal them. There's a museum in Washington, D.C. I would love to check out. Unfortunately, I'm nowhere near Washington, D.C. Um, and something I think is really, really important to know, if you need some sort of medical treatment, I've ended up in hospital a few times over the last few years and learned a very important lesson about that. And the last thing is a free book that is absolutely amazing, written by an intelligently, uh, incredibly intelligent guy. So let's get into the first thing, and that is the MacBook. So I'm sure that you've seen a MacBook a million times. They look, you know, very modern. Uh, obviously designed by Apple, one of their higher-end products. But there's a few things that can be done to make this better. So here's what I think would be amazing to add. So, you know, if you... There's something called Find My on your laptop or your phone where you can, you know, you can fire that up and you can find where your device is. But that only works when there's an internet connection, or at least it only picks up the signal for your phone for like the last time the phone was on. But Apple has their AirPod, AirTags. That's what they're called, AirTags. And so I don't know why Apple hasn't built in an AirTag into the MacBook Pros so that if the MacBook Pro gets stolen but doesn't connect to the internet, the AirTag would pick it up. Now, I don't think you should, you know, just insert an AirTag in it. It should be built into the body of the computer so it can't be removed. So that's the first thing. Add an AirTag right in the inside of it so that it can't be removed, so it can be tracked at any time. Seems like a great idea, and they obviously have the technology to do that. So the next thing I think would be incredible would be wireless charging, but bi-directionally. So your phone can obviously charge wireless. Why can't the laptop? You know, why isn't there a pad that I can just put the laptop on and have it pick up the electrical signal through the bottom of it? Seems like a simple idea. And also on the left and right side of the trackpad, why can't I put my phone in those spots and have it charge my phone or charge an Apple Watch? Apple knows how to do these things. I don't know why this would be such a difficult thing to do. So bi-directional wireless charging seems like a great idea. Another thing with laptops, you know, have you ever looked at the back of an iPad? Um, the ones with cellular device, they have that, it's a dark strip along the top. I'm assuming that's the cellular antenna inside it right there. Why don't we have something like that on the back of a MacBook? Doesn't everybody use the internet on a, on a MacBook? So why don't they build in cellular into the, uh, the lid of the MacBook? Seems like a simple idea, again. And going along that, you know, if you look at your phone, you have a camera facing you, but you also have one on the back. It's a, and, but a laptop only has a camera facing you. Why isn't there one on the top of the lid on the back so that you can record something on the other side of your computer. Seems like a simple idea. 
I know that they can do it. So four ideas for Apple to make the MacBook Pros better. Here's an, an absolutely very cool museum that I saw online called the International Spy Museum. Very cool. Obviously, you know, James Bond is, I think, the most successful franchise of all time. I mean, it's over 50 years or so, 25 films. And there's a reason why people like spy things. So there's a spy museum in Washington, D.C. First of all, their website is great. It's very easy to navigate. And there's red buttons for get tickets and buy tickets. So that really stands out. Visually, the building looks incredible with glass design, very modern looking. And let me just scroll down here. And it's not scrolling for some reason. Oh, here we go. It's been very slow. So there's something called the Spy Camp. And it says, this isn't your ordinary summer camp. This is Spy Camp and aspiring spy kids. Uh, recruits will hone in their tradecraft, learn from real spies, and hit the streets of D.C. to run missions. That sounds amazing. I wish I was a kid so I could do that. And then we have Espionage Artifacts. The Enigma Machine, whatever that is, the Trotsky Ice Axe, and James Bond's Aston Martin uncover these hundreds more tools in spy trade. Already sounds sounds incredible. And then we come down a little bit more. You can host an event there. And then I really like how they're talking in like language that normal people talk. There's a headline here that says spy stuff is cooler than regular stuff. Yeah, of course. Nobody would disagree with you on that. But here's really where I think... Um, they're really excelling and if you're a museum this is a great idea so you can go you can a, a school can set up a virtual field trip to the spy museum it says providing engaging interactive virtual field trips is nothing new to of new to us we have uh, over eight years experience offering our award-winning virtual workshops it says our live multidisciplinary educator-led workshops transport your students into the shadow world. I'm not going to keep reading, but you get the idea, right? I think it's some probably over Zoom or Skype or something like that. I think there's someone in the museum Skyping with your class, telling them all about spy stuff that is in there. It's a great idea, and it looks like the cost is $150 per workshop, and they give you the date and time. Participants five to thirty students, so. If you're a museum, can you figure out a way to allow people that are remotely, not near you, to enjoy your museum and make money at it? Uh, a virtual field trip is a fantastic way to do that. It doesn't seem like it would be that hard of a thing either. So something to think about the next time you have a meeting at New York in a museum. So here's something that uh, wasn't fun going through. So, and I'm not going to get into incredible amount of detail, but in 2019, I ended up in the hospital for about 24 hours. And then in 2022, well, 2019 was the United States. 2022, I ended up in the hospital for, I think it was maybe 12 hours, 8, eight 11 hours or so, whatever, it doesn't matter. And I, at each of them, I had a CAT scan. And then I got the bill, and so the CAT scan in the United States was $4,425. The CAT scan in Portugal was 67. The total bill in the United States was 27,530, and the total bill in Portugal was $180. That's, I know it's euros, but I converted it to USD. And there was also, um, I also got prescriptions for 60 day prescriptions for $18. So literally, now I know that the services were different, they did more in the United States, but to go from basically $200 to 27,000, 
that's it's it's incredible. But now let's say that you are actually, you know, those were accidents didn't mean to. But there's this infographic here. Now it was made by Trade Brains, I believe. There's something uh, they're in India marketing company i think but the the idea is here so it's an infographic and it shows various procedures and how much that procedure costs in various countries so let's say a dental implant now this wasn't isn't isn't that crazy but a dental implant in the united states is twenty eight hundred dollars in india it's one thousand saving money but let's say you need angioplasty that would be fifty seven thousand dollars in the united states but in india only 3,300. I don't know how they do that. And they also show you for uh, South Korea and Singapore, but India seems to be the cheapest. Now, I can't comment on quality, just talking money here. So if you need a new knee, a knee replacement in the United States is $50,000. You can go to India and get it for 6,200. And it keeps going, heart bypass surgery, $144,000, or in India, 5,200. So you could literally, Take a vacation to India, get this procedure, recover in India, it's probably beautiful, for significantly a fraction, not even 10% of the cost of the United States. So keep that in mind if you need to get some sort of medical procedure that you, are, you can plan for. Take a look at other countries and see the price of that particular procedure. It might be incredibly cheap. All right. Here's a book that I think is fantastic to talk about and share, partially because it's 100% free. You can just go and get this book, and I'll, I'll show you in a second. But so this is the Almanac of Raval Ravik, Naval Ravikant. Naval is a business guy, investor guy, that type of thing, and he went on a very different, a lot of different podcasts. He's been on a lot of shows, stuff like that, and he tweets a lot. And some uh, Eric Jorgensen, I think I'm saying that right, collected all of that and turned it into a book. And then with Naval's blessing, said, hey, can I give it away for free? And he said, oh, of course you can. And so you can literally just go to this website and you can read it on the web. You can download a PDF and you can download it to your Kindle. It's 100% it's free. And one of my favorite lines, and if you've listened to past episodes of the show, you know, I talked about Parast in Montenegro. And there's actually a picture of me reading this book along the shores of Montenegro at Couture. And one of the lines I really like, it says, a taste of freedom can make you unemployable. I thought that was fantastic. So I just pulled out a few uh, lines that I thought were interesting. The book is filled with lines. These aren't spoilers. The guy's just giving general advice. So nothing like a health problem to turn up the contrast dial for the rest of your life. Obviously, he was just talking about that. I love this. It says you're going to die one day and none of this is going to matter. So enjoy yourself. Do something positive. Project some love. Make someone happy. Doctors won't make you healthy. Nutritionists won't make you slim. Teachers won't make you smart. Gurus won't make you calm. Mentors won't make you rich. Ultimately, responsibility you have to take. Save yourself. When everyone is sick, we no longer consider a disease. And most of the suffering comes down to from avoidance. This is beware there are no adults. Everyone makes it up as they go along. You have to find your own path, picking, choosing, discarding as you like. Genius. A lot of words of wisdom in that book. I'm just giving you a few of them, but highly recommend you download that book, and it's free. Here we go. So my wife and I are writing a book about our travels. We've been traveling for coming up on three years, 
And if you've ever wanted to travel but haven't been able to, whether money or COVID or obligations, uh, we're going to be releasing the book soon. You can uh, see what it's like to travel around to five different countries over the course of one year. We're writing a book for each year. So that'll be coming soon. Watch this show. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you next time.